Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse Go, we're joined by Colt Cabana, an actual professional wrestler. But we mostly talk about the porn studio that shares our office space. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you feeling, Jordan? I am, well, uh, I'm feeling a little odd. A little threatened. Uh-huh. Um, uh, maybe we should describe our new surroundings a little bit. Yeah, we are not in uh, Thorn Manor, mm-hmm. the house on the hill. Um, we are, that's what we settled on calling it, right? Yeah. That's not just two completely new and different names that I made up. Well, I started calling it the house on Haunted Hill when you started dressing like Vincent Price. <laughs> well, to be fair, you also started cutting holes out of sheets and wearing them over your head. It is, sure. But that was because you were going through a white supremacist phase. Sure. I was not supposed to be a ghost. No. I, it was a little confusing. Yeah. The hard part, you know, the hard part of the clan garb right. isn't the sheet it's not nope. the eyes in the sheet it's making the top of the sheet come to a point above right. your head right uh it, it was just more starch work than i was willing to do. <laughs> exactly uh, you need a really good laundress yeah yeah so i mean a lot of times i was trying to you know really let everybody know that i was about racial purity the supremacy of the white race uh, but, but people just thought i was a... but you were not all about housework no uh, <laughs> right I can understand that. But but so it was confusing and I had to explain to people, no, I'm not a ghost. The good news is that now you understand that all races are equal. Yeah, it was uh yeah. But you still have that lovely ascot. <laughs> um yeah, so anyway, our uh our situation, our recording situation very different mm-hmm. uh here. Uh, we are in the new Max Fun World headquarters on Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. Uh we are recording in a uh a weird box a weird recording box that i purchased from a samoan man on craigslist <laughs> yeah this uh yeah it looks like the it looks like we are inside of a u-haul yeah <laughs> like i feel like i'm inside of a u-haul or the opening scene of a saw movie <laughs> <laughs> it's cool though it's exciting it's very cool you know what i feel like oh, let's let's bring our guest into the sure. mix here we can talk more about how we feel about this new recording situation uh, our guest, he's a professional wrestler by day, host of the podcast uh, The Art of Wrestling by Night. His name, Colt Cabana. Colt, it's great to have you on the program. It's great to be in your box. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. What's exciting to me about— That's what I'd say to all my dates. <laughs> yes. What's exciting to me about this, uh, about this recording situation is that we do have those kind of classic studio windows here mm-hmm. in this box, and I can see Nick, our uh, editor at Maximum Fun, engineer, producer, he's outside the window, and that makes me feel like Mariah Carey. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you should, you, should, you should put your headphones only on one ear— and then Nick should slide the levels up just slightly and then give you a thumbs up. <laughs> there it is. I feel if, if I, I am not a marijuana smoker, but I feel if I was a marijuana smoker, this is the place I would, I would want to be in this. I feel this is a contraption they would love. Are you a reason. masturbator at all? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a great place to masturbate, right? Uh, too terrifying. <laughs> it's, it, I'm, 
Yeah. Only if Nick is outside <laughs> is a, watching. Sliding the level up, <laughs> giving the, the thumbs, thumbs up. <laughs> Good levels on that jerkin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I I would I would smoke marijuana in here if there was some way I could watch an episode of Bob's Burgers. Uh-huh. Like maybe if I had an iPad in here. Right. Or a laptop. You, yeah. You wouldn't want it to be like a sensory deprivation situation where you get high and then you're freaking out because you're in a padded cell. No, I just want to watch Bob's Burgers. I did what I could. And I, I want to give myself a little bit of credit mm-hmm. here for doing what I can. There's acoustic foam on all of the walls in what is an 8 by 8 room that we're recording in here. There is gray, solid gray acoustic foam on all of the walls. However... I have covered the floors with oriental rugs, mm-hmm. and I did bring in this nice floor lamp. It, it is very nice. So that there was, are some homey touches. That was the first thing I noticed was the, was the lamp, and I wondered <laughs> if it came with the box. <laughs> <laughs> you go to you go to uh, recordingstudio.com, and you can order it with or without wrought iron floor lamp. Yeah. Because, uh, so, Colt, your podcast, you do, you know, you travel the the country as a professional the world, wrestler. The world, the world yeah. even. Uh, and... Uh, so you have kind of a mobile setup, right? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I take it around. I, I travel around the world. Like I just got back from a two week tour in Japan, and we wow. did some podcasting out there. And I take it around. Obviously, I couldn't take anything like this around with me uh, in a perfect situation, though. I think I would. I think you made the right move, Jesse. You probably could. I mean, I'm taking a look at the width of your shoulders. I'm guessing <laughs> that you probably could. If <laughs> just it came down to it, you shoulders. could hoist this. Yeah, I've, I've hoisted many of things. Why not a, a mobile podcast? If you studio? had the help of the Samoan dude that I bought this from, I think between the two of you, mm-hmm. you could hoist this. Uh, Colt, what is, what's Japan's opinion of American professional wrestling? Uh... We're a novelty. Okay. <laughs> and over there, the, the girls scream, like there's a wrestler named Kenta, uh-huh. and they'll always go, Kenta! And they'll scream. Sorry if I yeah, just yeah. blew out your fuse. So I love when they say, Kabana! <laughs> and the inner giddiness in me gets gets so excited, and what I do is I just point to the person, knowing that everyone will now know that that, pers- that little young Japanese girl who said my name is now a star. So now everybody tries saying my name. Oh, so they can get the point. So they can get the point, right, <laughs> exactly. And that's my favorite part. I don't think the Japanese do that. You just American comes over. Do and... they have their own professional wrestling in Japan? Yeah, they do. It's what very is it like? Big. It's, very, it's a lot. Uh, Americans, very theatrical, right. uh, you know, very showmanship. A soap opera for men, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, is, that, is that what it's like? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Japanese wrestling is very hard-hitting, very serious. It's taken very serious. Really? And, um, and yeah, they, they take it as a sport, really. Yeah. And so when a goofy comedian wrestler comes over yeah. and is having a laugh in the middle of the ring, it really throws him for a loop. But I'm memorable. You know, I, I, I stand out in their mind. It's very, I'm very different, and I think that's why I'm brought over to Japan to wrestle. So wait, wait so in Japan, here, here's ultimately my question. In Japan, is it what you might call a pure athletic competition, or is it, as it is here, a sort of athletic entertainment? I, I'd say the pure athletic competition is first. Oh. Yes. Yeah, a lot of hole for hole, trade for trade, strikes for strikes. Um, I rec- a classic strikes for strikes, hold for hold situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recommend uh, YouTubing a guy named Kobashi. There's a match where they had in the Tokyo Dome in front of 50,000 people. And him and this guy, Kensuke, they chop each other. Knife edge chops back and forth for 
probably three straight minutes. It's just one chop, you chop, I chop, you chop. And you see the sweat flying off their chest and you see the marks of hands just uh, embedded in their chest. It's, wow. Yeah, it's, that's, that's your, your classic strike-for-strike strike competition. It, it, and are, like... And and forgive me, I I haven't followed professional wrestling since I was a kid, so maybe these aren't even tropes in American wrestling. But the stuff you see in American wrestling, like like ladders and like folding chairs, like does that come into play? In a Japan? little bit, but when it's really now, it's it's really overplayed. I feel yeah, like that's almost see like the, your first thought of American wrestling is ladders and chairs. Yeah, it's just a competition <laughs> where strong men hit each other with chairs. Right. I think it's brought out just for the special occasions. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. This is exciting to me. It's very exciting. Okay, so Cole, where else have what other unusual places have you done this in besides Japan? Yeah, yeah I've been to, uh Japan, Puerto Rico, uh Mexico. I did the border towns in Mexico where um that day during our shows 40 people were murdered and oh, no. and they didn't even tell us about it. <laughs> we found out on the news like uh I I've been to um Iqaluit, which is the very top part of Canada. And it was uh, it was light out for twenty three hours and thirty minutes. I want you to know, Cole, that as you said that, our intern who is Canadian uh, leaned it leaned into my field of view, made eye contact with me, and gave me with these. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, a place I know, Ecalaway. Um, what's so what's so if 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 uh, American wrestling is very theatrical and kind of fun and funny and Japanese wrestling is very, you know, subdued and respectful. What is Canadian professional wrestling? I was going I thought you were going to ask what is apartment wrestling. <laughs> um, Canadian wrestling is just following American oh, wrestling. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, for the most part. But it's more polite and yeah. cleaner. <laughs> right. We we actually we brought a show up. We brought a show up there and the oh, oh man, you're going to have to help me on this. The only people that have ever done a show up there because it's so away from everything. Um, there was a band from Canada who promised to play every single Providence. And Akala was like, we're a Providence. And they were like, oh, damn it. And so they had to go up and play. Uh, any, any cool Canadian? I don't necessarily remember who it was exactly. It was either Snow. The, it was either the, yeah, it was either the Bare Naked Ladies or Nickelback, one of the two. <laughs> Those are the Canadian bands, right? Well, I came up with Snow. I was pretty proud of that. Was he, Snow Canadian? He, yeah, he, he oh, promised the... to do Informer in every province uh, I see. of Canada. I thought your joke was, that's what Canada has a lot of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, it does coincidentally also have yeah. a lot of Snow. Um, so, but, I mean, while we're on the topic of unusual places that you've wrestled, um, something that's been a frequent topic of conversation on this program, the gathering of the juggalos. The gathering of the juggalos. And you would say, after that, you would say, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Excuse me, I forgot to say whoop, and I, whoop. And I learned this one. Uh, you, you have to say, magic, magic, ninja, what? And if you were to say that to any juggalo in the world, they would reply back to you with, magic, magic, ninja, what? So, okay. So, like, <laughs> when you shake hands with Joe Biden... Right, and the, when known the juggalo, yeah, when the professional wrestlers are received by the vice president, you would whisper in his ear, <laughs> "Magic, magic, ninja, what?" Yeah, and he would whisper back to me yeah. with a wink. I feel sure. magic, magic, ninja, what? Yes, you know there are counties in Michigan where if you get arrested on anything below a felony, all you have to do is just as as they're putting the cuffs around you. You just get your mouth close to that policeman's ear mm -hmm. and just say, magic, magic, ninja, what? And then... Boom. You're good as gold. Sure. You're free. 
Free as a bird. Next Jordan. thing you know, you're you're inner tubing down the river, <laughs> Bud Light in hand. Um, what? T- tell me what about the 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 wrestling at the gathering yeah. of the Juggalos? Do you do something special for that crowd? I have a different character. Oh, around the world, I'm known as the the smiling faced. Good loving, uh, good loving, good loving. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, sure. Happy go sexually, sexually adept. Yes. That Japanese girl <laughs> that you pointed to earlier, right? Happy go loving, Colt Cabana. But here, uh, you know, wrestling is about is art. It's about uh, the good versus bad, you yeah, know, yeah. heroes versus villain. And uh, there, I play a, a police officer, Officer Colt Cabana. Oh, <laughs> okay. Now, what's crazy is they turned down my original name, which I wanted to have. Which is crazy, they turned it down. Which was Officer Jack Offerson. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much for them. They right. They turned that one down. They said, "Let's go with Cole Cabana." Uh, so, so the head of the gathering of the Juggalos, uh, the, the murder Dave Knife Dick, <laughs> is like that's too much. Right? So they wait. They have their own. Correct me if I'm wrong. They have their own wrestling organization of yeah, some kind. Yeah, it's it's called Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Originally called. Juggalo champion shit wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, along the, oh, that's great. They ch- they changed it to to For you know merchandising. Sure. You want to be able to sell nightmare clown <laughs> backpacks to kids, right? And so I wrestle the Weed Man. <laughs> oh. Your classic good versus evil. Oh, sure, <laughs> but you're evil in this case. In this you're scenario, like right? In this scenario, obviously oh. the police officer right. is the bad guy. And the weed man is beloved. In this scenario, (laughs) the police officer is the bad guy, and the weed man does meth. Right. Right. And so, uh, yeah, and I know, you know, but it's amazing. We go down there. I wrestle. The the fans are crazy. They're rowdy. But in between wrestling, oh, I get to go over to this stage and watch Ice Cube perform. Oh, I get to go hang out with George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelics. Oh, hey, Brian Posehn. You're like a hero of mine. Hi, we're in the same locker room together. It's just, you know, they they have their finger Wait, hold on. Wait. (laughs) Stop. We got to break this down. There's a locker room at the, where the comedians and the wrestlers change together? It was actually uh, like a van, but... I like the idea. Let's let's just make it a locker room yes. where everyone, where like Andrew WK and um, you know Sugar Free or like whatever old school rapper it is, are all taking a schwitz mm-hmm. after the show together. Just like those Japanese bathhouses, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, sure. Or like the New York Athletic Club, like everyone's playing squash too. Yes. Also. Violent J comes up after you. Mm, great performance, guys. Yeah, really <laughs> super. Delightful. Hot stone massages on me. Yes. <laughs> Those uh, guys are great, man. They are. And, like, you know, you wrote that article, Jesse, and it's they really have made their own thing. And when I get my check for my performance, it says psychopathic ink on the upper left-hand <laughs> corner. Funny. And I can write off Fago if I wanted to. You <laughs> know? business expense. Yeah, of course. Of course. They've really put together their own thing, and it's so admirable. I mean, that is such an amazing what's amazing to me about it is that it is is that they have so many people who have agreed on like such a specific set of things like it's clearly the grouping of things that they were into when they were 14. Right. Like there's no like for me, I genuinely I don't admire them as musicians 
but many of the musicians that they admire, I admire. So, like, they'll have... I remember one year Scarface was there. Like, there's no... You you would be hard-pressed to find a rapper that I care more about than Scarface. And you know that, like, when they were 14, they had a list that said, be friends with Scarface <laughs> on it, right? And but but what's crazy about it is that somehow they've found this group of 50 or 100,000 people and they've gotten them all to agree to be on exactly the same page about the weird shit that they're into. Yeah, because it is it is so it is so unusual and uh, yeah, be, that there is a place where professional wrestling but also guys who were on Mr. Show mm-hmm. and Andrew WK. Yep. And, you know, Gallagher and Gallagher and Ron Jeremy, please don't forget. <laughs> I'm Hedgehog. sorry. I am so sorry <laughs> yes. that I forgot. Um, yeah. Professional and then, wrestlers like, doing stand up. Uh, yeah, right. And then, you know, early 90s gangster rap. Like it is so weird, but everyone's into it. Yeah, anyway. when, when I was in, in high school, the Dayton family were like amazing. And then 15 years later, I show up and they're signed to Psychopathic Records. And yeah. I'm hanging out with the Dayton family. Yeah, there's it's a, such a bizarre. But but what's great the soda they like, like every, <laughs> right. like every weird thing, like they made up a weird, like even their catchphrase is definitely something that they made up as 14-year-olds. And they had to stick with it. Yeah. Because like, that's what got hot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like no part of it is something that they, even the things that they came up with as adults had to match the stuff that they came up with as 14-year-olds. You know what I mean? So everything is it's like the it, it's like the Winchester Mystery House, you know, where a mad woman with a lot of money kept building corridors right. with no exit to confuse, to confuse ghosts. The ghost. Sure, yes. Yeah, like that's basically what we're talking about. It's like 14-year-olds somehow have have commanded it, it, it's it, it's like that you took the two most downtrodden 14-year-olds at your high school and just let them build an empire based on their wildest, craziest dreams. Yeah, sure. There's like a Spirograph booth for some reason. It's like, oh, yeah, we love Spirograph. Yeah. Um, God, so so tell me about your fight against the weed man. How did he How did he get the better of you? Is, does oh. he use bong, illicit, illicit bongs? <laughs> well, the weed man comes to the ring smoking a J, obviously. <laughs> and uh, in the buildings that we run, besides the gathering, you know, obviously that's illegal. And he keeps on, you know, right. uh, we, they tell the, the law enforcement, the other law enforcement, not right, myself, no, not you. Right, <laughs> that it's uh, fake weed. But obviously, I, I, by the smell of it, no, right, it, right. it, it yeah. is not spiced by any means or whatever they call that stuff. Um, so he, he likes to uh, take a hit of a joint and then blow it in my face. Oh, to which confuse is, you. Which is wild because I have n- never partaken in that, yeah. in marijuana or anything. But I almost feel like a, like an actor, you know, someone who would smoke a cigarette. Right. But never would smoke cigarettes but would do it for the stage so I'm getting this marijuana puffed in my face and I'm like ah for the theater look at me I will get a contact high for my art yes for sure and so that's how the weed man gets the best oh of me, man usually. That is a, that's, that's, that's quite a special yeah. move and the, pe- the people are behind him oh I mean I, I can't imagine <laughs> right. I'm behind him I love the guy already how I've could you not I've heard a vague description so does the weed man I mean does the weed man have a full time wrestling career as the weed man or is he only the weed man on 420 and at the gathering right. of the yes, yes. It's actually Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs>
Every, you know, every year he take he gets on he Air takes Force the Amtrak. Right. Well, do- oh yeah, the Amtrak. Weedman does wear a mask. So oh, yeah, could be Joe Biden. You don't want to know who your local Joe uh, Biden weed is. Very healthy. He is for his age. Mm-hmm. Probably probably the wrestling. Does, does Joe Biden have a giant weed tattoo on his shoulder like the Weed Man? I mean, I've I mean, never, I've seen, never him, seen his shoulder. You know, so. in a tank top. Or yeah. you never know. Could be Joe Biden. I don't know. So is it a full-time occupation or is this just a or, – or For the he, weed man or for me? For the weed man. <laughs> I know. It's your full-time job. Uh, he's on, he's under a mask, but he does wrestle different places okay. without the mask, not gotcha. as the weed. The gotcha. weed man is a copywritten uh, – you know, I said this, these guys are all business even though it's face paint and hatchets. Uh, they're all business, so the weed man is, is. So that's like their character. Their character, mm. yes. So wait, so is Officer Colt Cabana their character? I mean, it's only performed there. I try not to do it anywhere else. Wow. Yeah. Even what about? They're litigious. They're very litigious, murderous. Class. They really are, for sure. What about like bachelorette parties? <laughs> <laughs> if the price ju- is right, I'm a sure. A juggalette bachelorette party, <laughs> I would do. Oh, yes, of course. They're probably some really beautiful ladies. At they that. are, <laughs> and they have classy. those. I, the the yarn hair and everything. <laughs> oh sure. Can you imagine like a shower at a juggalette where they're all doing each other's yarn hair together? <laughs> right. Uh, Cole Cabana, our guest. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Colt Cabana, professional wrestler. He you, really is a professional he wrestler. He actually is. Would you, I mean, I know they shot it down at the gathering. Just for the podcast, do you want to be officer, correct me, Jack Offsky? Jack Offerson. Jack Offerson. <laughs> right now? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can have a nickname. Officer Jack I mean, You don't have to play him, but just for your nickname, oh, if you'd like to use it. Colt Cabana, Officer Jack Offerson. I like it. It's got a ring. <laughs> I thought so, too. They didn't. I they can't. Didn't. It's, they're, they're, they're fools. If you were in the marketing department at, ha- at Hatchet Attacks, you would. I know, right. You would I mean, change. and I'm jockeying for that position. Right. I'm going to start in the mail room. I know you're looking. Yeah, I am. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking for some full-time employment. Take a trip down to Detroit. Call me Violent J. These guys are trying to trade on Colt Cabana's name. They, they can't have a name that doesn't have Colt Cabana in it because they know that Col- you put Colt Cabana on the bill, that's like pay- print, printing money. I'd like to think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely think, I think so. so too. Hey, um, so I was walking out of this building last night mm-hmm. uh, or yesterday, and I ran into an old college friend of ours, Jordan, mm-hmm. Maria Calpito, sure. uh, with whom we were RAs. Uh, it turns out she lives in this building. Neat. And I talked in this to box. <laughs> right here in this building. She'll be home any second, so we've got to wrap this up. She doesn't know we're doing this. Um, but Three's company. What was thing. nice, she she and her husband Gino uh, run an art gallery on the first floor, and oh, um, I, I used the opportunity to get some scuttlebutt about the building. I'm like, so what's the deal with the building? Sure. You know, Who's DTF? <laughs> Which well, of the parking guys is DTF? Little do you know, Jordan. Mm. So um, they said, well, you know, there's, you know there, there's our gallery, there's another gallery on the other side of the the building, but we we did a joint opening with them, and then they didn't really want to do anything else, and now they're moving out, so I'm not sure what's up with them. You know, there's some other folks that just live here. There's some folks who have offices here. Then there's some other activities. And I said, other activities? The way you say other activities makes makes me think that you mean that somebody's shooting porn in here or something. And they said, why? Did you know about that? (laughs) Oh, my. 
I mean, that was my first thought when you said that. And this says near Sherman Oaks? I don't know. I'm from Chicago. Uh, it's not. It's um, not. <laughs> but Sherman Oaks is in kind of the valley and kind of the, the notorious filming location of much porn. I uh, mean, no, this is. This and Sherman Oaks are both in Southern California. Sure. So, I mean, they're closer than Chicago. Right. So I can <laughs> assume everybody here is doing porn in every building. Yeah. That's my assumption. Right. <laughs> um, so did you do you know specifically what sort of porn? Or so or... here's the thing. So we were there with uh, Gino and I were talking, and my wife was my wife was there sure. with me. And if I know anything, it's that you shouldn't get into a big porno discussion with your wife present. Sure, uh, you should just say ha ha ha, that's funny, <laughs> and then move on. Right. And so I moved on, but. I had I have some sense in my head, gentlemen. I know what my address is. Mm-hmm. I know how to use Google. So I put 2404 Wilshire into quotes with porn after it. <laughs> Cuz I figured, you know, I'll t- I'll take a swing at this. Sure. See what see what happens. See if it works. And I did, and I was and here's the thing. I my concern was that it would be some kind of terrifying porn mm-hmm. that was coming out of my building. Sure. Right? Because, and when I say terrifying porn, I don't so much mean that the content of the porn would be terrifying as that it would be terrifyingly sad, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be uh, broken lives pornography. Okay. Now, that's a significant portion of pornography in one way or another. Yeah. So, wait. Are you sh- so you just mean you don't want them to be shooting Todd Solon's movies here? <laughs> Say Broken Lives Pornography. <laughs> pronouncing his last name right? Yeah, good enough. Yeah, that's about as good as I know how Those to pronounce are sad it. Movies, is my point. Um, but uh, it is actually. Uh, but the good news was, I mean, I was I was comfortable with like. So okay, you, you know. <laughs> I dream didn't... dream scenario, what kind of porn are they shooting here? Well, a dream scenario, I mean, maybe it's some kind of amusing, no-penetration fetish porn. Like, oh, like probably a, like like a... giant woman porn, sure, maybe? or just a woman stepping on eggs. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. that's my dream scenario. I, it didn't meet that. Right. Wait, I your, mean, your dream scenario isn't the Jordan Jesse Go uh, parody? <laughs> this ain't Jordan Jesse Go XXX. <laughs> yes. Talk about niche marketing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's 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 how they it's how they stay afloat these days. Oh God, yeah, so many titles. I wouldn't there, want us to be chicks. <laughs> I wouldn't want some weird porno guy like trying to like yeah. mimic my affect. I mean, bare minimum, you know, chicks with gentleman parts. Sure, yes, bare minimum. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so it might even my, more niche. My ideal situation, mm-hmm. Jordan, would be for it to be like giant woman porn or something that would amuse me but not upset me. Okay. And also would be sexual but not have any penetration. Okay. So that would be, that was the A level. You find penetration sinful. I consider do. it. I do. Against. No, but I mean, you know, you're. Not, I'm not sure what I'm comfortable sure. with going on in in the immediate vicinity of. Yeah, my... I would. I would find that hard to say too. But as as we're having, I should also mention that as we're having this conversation, as we're sitting there talking to Gino, uh, his their their uh, their loft opens out onto the street, and we have a view of the front door. 
And I see these women going in that look like they're going into job interviews, but they're dressed way too slutty to be going into job mm, interviews. Yes. And I realize, oh, my God, these women are definitely going into either a porn film shoot or a porn film casting call. Were they 7-1 by any chance? They weren't, which is why oh, I knew it wasn't giant woman giant porn. Women. Okay. Wait, wait. So, wait. I mean, maybe. I mean, do they? Do you think they just have an office set here? So when they need to do a, you know, Miss Miss Smith, get in here and take some <laughs> dictation. Like when that needs to happen. Well, this the building that we're in is sort of a lofty building, mm-hmm. um, uh, a loft style sure. building. So I mean, you could you could make a credible office set out of it, mm-hmm. but it's not like you know dropped acoustic panel ceilings and that kind of thing. Now, now, Jordan, when I when I was I used to wrestle for a company out here, and I think yeah. it was in Sherman Oaks, and the place it was the New Japan Wrestling Dojo, but the New Japan Wrestling Dojo was shared with one of those places. Wow! And we there was a giant off a warehouse where the wrestling would go down, and we could take a walk and walk up the stairs, and it was like an apartment complex with different bedrooms of different styles and that's where they <laughs> shot the porn Jeez. and it was yeah and so just multiple bedrooms different you know the spaceship theme uh, you know <laughs> italian girl theme or right. whatnot i don't know really know well, i do Wait, know what the an themes italian are. girl <laughs> theme bedroom I, I was gonna say like a pizza we're, parlor we're but doing I, the yeah. in, we're doing the entire house with an italian girl theme yeah like a villa <laughs> yeah a lot of frescas there it is hung up <laughs> <laughs> so um so essentially essentially I realize that I'm literally watching people go in to do job interviews for sure. a porno film. And that's what led me to to do the work and google it. Mm-hmm. Um best case scenario was some kind of gigantic woman stepping on eggs uh but something where it seems where, to be a more traditional women are putting a chicken on their head, you know, like sure. something that would really give me a good hearty laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was probably this, and then the other possibility was, what if it was a pornographic uh, actor or actress whose work I was familiar with, um, intimately, and I decided that would make me, on the one hand, I, that would mean that I was comfortable with their work. Sure. On the other hand, it would mean it would make me really uncomfortable. In my workplace. <laughs> right. Um, so I didn't really want that. And like, so, so that I wasn't on board for that. But I really ended up finding out that it was a almost best case scenario. When I Googled our address plus porn, I found out that it is the uh, home studio of famous sex positive porn advocate and celebrity Nina Hartley. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah, she is like sure. a she is like a, the lady that Dan Savage asks for porno advice. No, it's very that's that that is that is a good scenario. I love the double reaction by both of us. Like, oh, oh Nina, that old that old gal. <laughs> I remember uh, my house as a youth mm-hmm. was the house where everybody saw their first porno. Ad. Oh. Really, I was the guy. My dad had my the da- secret see, stash. My dad, my dad had the Playboys. Uh, there was another kid's. Dad, who had the pornos, my dad didn't have any on hand. Oh, we but had anyways. Playboy. Playboys are plenty. <laughs> Hustler, Cherry. I knew all of these at the age of nine. Oh, you know, sure. like I was. Wow. I knew everything about it. Yeah, and we found the. My brother and I found the porno 
uh, above the ceiling. <laughs> that was the first one, and then eventually we found the giant stash. But uh, <laughs> that was just a sub stash. Yes, the it was. That it was, was kind of a oh funny. That was actually just behind the cookies in the pantry. <laughs> right. I yeah. don't know how you found the boy above the ceiling first, <laughs> right. but. But Nina Hartley is a name I know, sure, from my youth. <laughs> like trading baseball cards, I also had I knew the uh, the, the women and the and the men of, oh. of porn, sure. Oh fuck! So wait, so I'm I'm maybe I only know her, I guess, as the woman that Dan Savage uses for the porn advice. Is she a performer or is she just a figurehead? I, she was when in her day she was jacked. Okay, she like 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 a like a muscle competition. I feel oh, she my. used to do. Yeah. Okay. For me, that was really exciting. Sure, sure. As a ten-year-old like boy, yes, sure. <laughs> she's like a she's like a porn actress legend. Okay, uh, but she, I think that in the she's fifty-ish. Okay, I looked at her Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fifty-ish, and she is. Um, uh, she, I think she was one of the first porn actresses to I- essentially advocate on behalf of porn actresses in the porn industry and say, look, there is a way to do this that doesn't it's ruin not a people's sad, lives. Cokey yeah. Car crash. Yeah. Exactly. So um and she's been doing that, you know, running her own company. I think she does mostly um she still according to her Wikipedia, she still she still performs. Hmm. Uh and t- according to her Wikipedia uh picture, she looks tremendous. Um, but she does, uh, I think she does like, uh, S&M pornography mm. and, um, like MILF pornography. Sure. A little MILF work. Yeah. A little MILF <laughs> a little work MILF on work. the side. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, interesting. Huh. Do you think maybe I could go down there and ask for a non-sex role in her next porno? I'd love to just be like, Well, you I know. think- That's that, the dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I would be like to be the, you know, angry husband- that yeah. that she that someone cheats on with the pole boy or something or the... yeah I don't really w- I would like to I don't know like you'd like to um, you would probably like to I, I'm guessing maybe see them have sex for a minute but not have to stay right sure yeah you, you just wanna... like to see what what it is and then go to but craft you don't service. want to have to hang out there because it probably goes on for a really long time sure. like any movie making right right hurry up and wait. Yeah, I think is the old cliche, the old showbiz cliche. You don't want to work on a porn set. No. That would be horrible. Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, I mean, there's would... worse things to do in this world. <laughs> that, that's true. Right. Yeah, right. Horrible, horrible in quotation marks. But I mean, it would be it, it would be rough. Sure. It would be a tough gig. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, but I would be happy to be I would happy to be, you know, I mean, well, what are the other non-sex roles in porno? There's angry husband. There's... You could be the guy driving the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you... he lost his license or yeah. something like his friend. Frank's... What is the setup for this porno that you're imagining? Well, the pizza delivery what guy is going to the... have the sex. He what doesn't have the... his license. What oh, is the okay. pizza business that has that kind of overhead? <laughs> We're hiring... sending out two guys on deliveries. Well, they, you know, it's their dream that show that happens. This, in... Show me this business model, Colt. <laughs> I'm... I'm trying to hook you up, man. I'm sorry. No, thank you. I appreciate you got trying a real, to find. We got a, a real cock blocker over I here. I know. We got a real, little, real little rain cloud over our parade. <laughs> uh, just let me drive the pizza guy to. His would sex you fest. be Jordan? Would you be willing to participate in a non-penetrative sex act of some kind? Uh, like. Like having uh, eggs broken over my head, yes, or being dressing up as a building and letting a giant woman knock me over, <laughs> yes, yeah, sure, totally. See, because I think that's more likely. I get the impression 
And again, like my familiarity is mostly from Dan Savage mm-hmm. and from reading her Wikipedia page. And we also got a book that she wrote about sex once uh, as a submission for The Sound of Young America a few years ago mm-hmm. that I read like a chapter or two of with thoughts of, oh, this lady's friends with Dan Savage. He's the greatest. And then thinking like, how could I possibly talk about any of these things on public radio? Like, <laughs> sure. Well, so much for this. But um, I uh, uh, I get the impression that you're more likely to be involved in. I don't think that she's involved in the making of the kind of pornos that are plot heavy Mm -hmm. so much as she might be involved in the making of pornos that are, uh, you know, like like there's this there's this building by my um, there's this building by my house where I grew up called the Armory in San Francisco that used to literally be an armory. It's a city block by a city block. It's made of brick. Um, and it was built, I think, in the teens or something like that as an armory for the National Guard. I've wrestled in many of those. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's huge. It's beautiful. And it was completely derelict when our neighbor when the neighborhood that I grew up in was, um, you know, was the hood. And a- as the neighborhood gentrified and gentrified, there was this push to say, you know, there's no such thing as an armory anymore. Uh, let's find something to do with this building. But because it didn't have windows and stuff and because the demand for uh, professional wrestling is relatively low yeah. in uh, in in central San Francisco, um, they decided to find a. they thought maybe we can get a dot com or someone to move into it. And they ended up they ended up leasing the building to kink dot com, mm-hmm. which is this website that does SNM videos. And they're famous for. In San Francisco, anyway, they're famous for being the website that does porno videos in the classiest way possible. Okay. You know, like the most performer-positive, sex-positive, you know, good vibrations, lesbian-owned dildo store type of porno thing. But I think that Nina Hartley's deal is more that than it is the kind of Showtime movie, soft-focus, plot-heavy thing that you're imagining. Sure. You know what I well, mean? Well, maybe I can talk her into getting into that business. I think, I think so. I think it's going to make some sort of ironic comeback. Oh. It'll be kitschy. The one Nina Hartley movie that I do remember is uh, she was trying to seduce this guy who was a geek because he had glasses with tape around the middle of it. <laughs> right. Yet at the same time, he looked about 6'2", 240 with no, with no fad on him. <laughs> right. Sure, sure. <laughs> and uh, so when you say that she's not a plot-heavy girl, like – the one I remember with her oh, funny. Was, was, this... a, was a kind of a, a rags. I was going to say rags to riches. <laughs> I guess the rags were the glasses yes. and the riches were the blowjobs. Was the semen. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Wait, Cole. Which, I... which he had a lot of. Right. I have an, impo- I have an important yeah. question. I have a really important question for you. As a professional wrestler who at one point shared a building with a porn producer, like, do professional wrestlers ever get invited to participate in weird marginal entertainments such as pornography that Mm. aren't professional wrestling? Like, with the assumption that, like, once you're a professional wrestler, you're down for whatever? Well, I have two stories for you, Jesse. (laughs) Excellent. Two, 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 two. (laughs) The first one will be short, Uh and it was an email received the other day. Colt, I'm a huge fan of yours. You're a great wrestler. Uh, You know, you're the best. I enjoy you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Would you be interested for $1,500 in doing a J slash O video (gasps) 
with a mask on if you choose. He was willing to offer <laughs> if you choose. Willing to offer that I could wear a lucha mask. Well, okay, and but I, not like a point break president mask. No, 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 no. Yeah, he <laughs> was like very, a, a real buff Nixon. A real Mexican. He was specific wow. on a lucha mask. If oh, I interesting. Okay. So th- and that's he, been thrown. Did he me. specify? Wait, did he want El Santo? <laughs> yes. Did he want La? It was. It was up to me. La I Flama. Feel. Yes. Uh, Blue Demon Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I chose not to, and that's not the first time I've yeah, gotten. There's sure. there's a lot of offers uh, to buy my underwear and oh that my. that kind of and the women of wrestling. Yes, that's big business, by the way, in professional wrestling uh, on an independent circuit. Is guys buying the used underwear and even the shoes oh of my. the women of wrestling, and they make a decent living from that. That alone. That's so. F- I mean, uh, this is obviously a different thing. I was talking to a to a wrestling uh, a fan that's a friend of mine, and he told me that you know, at least in televised wrestling in the WWE, when the divas come on, maybe that's that's seen as less respectable than the other wrestling. But yeah, well, but the- you're saying it has its rabid fan base. Yo, of course it has uh-huh. a different fan base yes, probably. Sure, yes. Sure. The de- some of the now there's some great women's wrestlers yeah. out there, but there's also a guy going, that girl's beautiful. Let's make her a wrestler. And then she's sure. on TV in 6 months whereas I spend 15 years of my life dedicated to this craft. Got, gotcha, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure. I'm in and out in 2 minutes while with the WWE. Yeah. Um but yeah, they that's they you know, the beautiful women in wrestling. Were you pressured to get a boob job at all when you were <laughs> in the WWE? No. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure were there was Were you disappointed others. that you <laughs> yeah, I would have liked a pect. If you know, I always wanted a calf implant, but uh, no, yeah, no one ever complained <laughs> specifically about your calf. Yeah, I was hoping they would ask that, and I it. would. That's funny. Now, I want to share this other story. Yeah, now, please, now, please. now there's a promoter out there. I've worked for many promoters, uh, in, in the Insane Clown Posse, Vince McMahon, and one of the promoters was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> there's also some normal people, but. Yeah. The Insane Clown Posse, Vince McMahon, uh, Trump, Darth Vader. (laughs) Well, this this one was a woman in Philadelphia – and um and her she was known also in her side business as the gangbang queen of New Jersey. Oh my, Jasmine St. Clair. Oh my, I wrestled, but of New Jersey, of New Jersey. Yes, <laughs> I wrestled for Jasmine St. Clair. Wow. Yeah, and if I could say anything, you know, my father is proud of what I do sure. as a professional wrestler and has and made myself into this little small business of myself. Mm-hmm. But boy, when I told him I was wrestling for Jasmine St. Clair, <laughs> he could not have been proud of his baby oh, boy that's true yeah um that's so funny like is there a gangbang queen of delaware like, are <laughs> there are there well, gang with a sash an, actually you know <laughs> miss delaware you know trump speaking of trump Spe- you yeah, know yeah, he yeah. bought the miss america pageant he's working on a gangbang queen pageant oh wow okay. to nationalize because right now it's just different states have different gangbang queen commissions right. yeah now that the uh, whole birth certificate thing has been solved he right. needs somewhere to put his energies exactly his crazy energies exactly. he's got a history in wrestling too so it really all ties together yeah yeah does what, he have a history is, in yeah, wrestling well he hosts did WrestleMania four? He has and to five. wrestle that piece onto his head <laughs> yeah. every morning. Hey, hey, love it. hey, love it. hey! Trump's got a weird hair. <laughs> hey, Jeez. folks! I'm a late night television host in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what did he do for WrestleMania? Well, he, he the Trump he, Trump Plaza hosted WrestleMania oh, wow. four and five, but also a couple of WrestleManias ago, he represented one guy in a match. Vince McMahon represented another guy in the match, and the loser was going to have to shave their head. And, oh wow! And uh, 
some who'd have thunk yeah. Donald Trump didn't have to shave his head sure. and Vince McMahon. Oh. Yeah, so he was this, one of the stars of WrestleMania when Apprentice was really hot and all that stuff. But, I mean, Donald Trump's taking a big risk there getting involved in that competition because he's famous for his hair. What if he had had to shave his head? Well, that was the selling. People bought it to see that. Yeah, yeah. And old Vince McMahon oh, had to boy. shave his head. Oh, Real bait-and-switch scenario, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all, you always, you're always going to be surprised at how it turns out. You know, you never know. Is that is that Undertaker going to come away with the W? Yeah. Is he not dead, right? <laughs> Here's, I, Wait, oh, Paul Bearer was on the show with me yesterday. Is that the Undertaker's Undertaker? manager. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Paul Bearer. A yeah. friend of mine, yes. Nice. <laughs> I, so, re- I read an article in the newspaper about the Undertaker recently. That's about as deep as my wrestling knowledge goes. He's been around for a long time. Yes, and someone told me that he's that not only has he changed personas several times, but also when the Undertaker was at his hottest – there was a novel written that was his backstory. So there is an Undertaker novel about his time in the Old West as an Undertaker and his family <laughs> getting killed, and that's his motivation to wrestle so he can get revenge. Oh, wow. It's all justified now. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> it's like, why are they body slamming each other? That, this makes no sense. Have you ever considered cold? And I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know if this is something you ever thought about or whatever. You've been in wrestling the a J long slash time. The J-slash-O video? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> J-slash-O. <laughs> I mean, I got 1500 on this thing. You can wear a lucha mask if you want to. Sure. I don't even care which one it is. We're starting a El new video Santo. podcast. Yes. It's JJ Go J Slash. Yes. <laughs> it's our new. We got a, we got one of those YouTube channels that okay. they're giving out to everybody. Congrats. This is this is my pitch to you. You seem like look. You got this. You got this vibrant, independent career going. You got this great podcast going. You got a lot of different things. But let's face it, you could be. You could be having a more successful and focused life. Have you thought about using the Ultimate Warriors principles <laughs> to develop your success? I'm talking about folk and distrucity. What's what's that? I'm glad you didn't know what distrucity I did, yeah, was. What's, yeah, what's, what's, what is this about the I, Ultimate Warrior? I just assumed that if anyone would know about folk and distrucity, it would be Cold Cabana. Yeah, I mean, help help us out. What uh... You don't know about Warrior Nation? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Jesse. He's such an Ultimate Warrior This is fan. like the greatest thing well, ever. He's a hardcore conservative. So. Okay, so when I was in college, uh, we're talking about 1966, 67, mm-hmm. right before the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Uh, when I was in college... Uh, the Ultimate Warrior, who at the time I think was going by Warrior because uh, the WWE owned Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and he changed his legally changed his name to Warrior. Okay, wow. So, so that's his, on his birth certificate. Yes. Wow. He had this website called Warrior Nation. <laughs> Pretty sure it was called Warrior Nation. I, I think that's correct. And um, he was. And I hope I'm not being unkind. This man may or may not be alive right now. You can. He's you, alive. Okay, he's, he's alive. Got a, okay, he's got good. a reality series coming out. Surprised okay, you didn't good. know that, Jesse. <laughs> okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we're. Good. I'm glad that he's not passed on because I'm about to be unkind. He was clearly a madman, <laughs> um, and uh, he had this website uh, called Warrior Nation that outlined his his plan to educate america's youth through it was not unlike mr t's plan to educate america's youth through a combination of mental and physical training and a nationwide system of uh uh of um gym slash schools like uh, the sit and reach yeah exactly <laughs> that's what we're talking like about like the president's physical fitness test yeah um but the the central tenets of this were these two qualities folk 
and distrucity. <laughs> and uh, distrucity is just what it sounds like. It's having destructive, personal destructive power <laughs> towards whatever's standing in your way. Okay. And folk is like focus, but you remove the word us because it's all about you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I would, I would maybe, I would guess he was just from hearing that he wanted kids to be more folksy. <laughs> so maybe to learn Whitling. the banjo, you know, putting up preserves. <laughs> and for a guy who wants distrucity, if that's the correct word. Yeah. He's, yeah, you this, got it. This guy spent a career trying to break down those ring ropes, <laughs> shaking them. Not once did that that he ring did not, fall he's apart. He's never destroyed. Well, I mean, he destroyed he destroyed the, those neon sheets that his mother gave him <laughs> yeah. to make those wings he had. <laughs> those special wings. <laughs> I like how those you call wrestling, them wings. Wrestling wings. Tassels. They're, they're, tassels. Called, they're called special wings. Special wings. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing a special wing dance here in the studio. It looks great. Thank you. Do you know now the all. Ultimate Warrior, before he was the Ultimate Warrior, he had a, another name. Really? And it's interesting why he changed it. He was known as the Dingo Warrior. Okay. Rudy was racist against Australians? I don't, he definitely wasn't from Australia. That's so weird. Yeah. And that, but you don't know why that was. That's just some weird random thing no that he came clue. up with. Huh, that's so strange. What a, like, what a change, though, Dingo to Ultimate. <laughs> well, yeah. Dingo Warrior is a terrible name. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, <laughs> I think we can. Sure. That might have played into mm-hmm. why he changed it. And if anyone's questioning Vince McMahon's genius, <laughs> it's the knowledge to change from Dingo to Ultimate. I think here's the thing: the the Warrior Nation website uh, is no longer on the internet. I, I looked it up a couple of years ago because I needed to get a quick refresher. However, when I looked it up. I was so disappointed that it wasn't on the internet that I did then follow up by looking it up on the uh, uh, archive.org Wayback Machine, which is the <laughs> you know website where you can look up old websites that have been taken down. Angel Fires, your Lycoses. Exactly. <laughs> it's mostly Buffy the Vampire Slayer related stuff. Okay. That's yeah. mainly what you can look up. And um, it was it, it, it's much of it is on archive.org, and it is just glorious it is just could not be more tremendous if folk industrucity is only the beginning of this wow. man's amazing worldview now i guess i know what i know about him now is that he's kind of an outspoken conservative oh um, is he really yeah i think so i think that's his the last time i checked he's um, just outspoken <laughs> right right i don't yes. know which way he flows yeah I, th- I i i of course could be wrong about that are you but... thinking of michael savage i might be thinking of michael savage cuz yes. he has he those has same wings career, right, right? <laughs> yeah he has his am talk radio <laughs> wings which are different than wrestling wings yeah um, but yeah, so oh yeah, so maybe that's a new development in the world of the Ultimate Warrior. What I think is funny is that when when you were w- looking this up, yeah. you were at the time in college you were laughing, right? Like to you that was funny. It was amazing. Yes. My mind was blown by this. Now to me, I remember looking at the Ultimate Warrior's website probably at the same time. But I was like, to me, it was the coolest thing, <laughs> and it was wrestling, and it was amazing. To you were sending him a check for twenty five dollars. Yes. I wanted to go to Warrior University, which somebody told me the other day they went to Warrior University. Warrior University a... was part of it. Yes. Was it? Wait, and that's is that like a wrestling where camp? That's where you learn wow. folk and distrucity. And what I okay, and what I heard was they told me what happened was. Uh, when everybody came, sat down. He was nowhere to be found. He was no nobody. He wasn't at his own school or his <laughs> university, if you sure. will. And what they did was, uh, he t- they turned off the lights. The fog machine hit, and his music hit. And then he comes out, 
and like gives a speech and then walks back out never to be seen again. That's Warrior University. Uh, wow. Wow. And then you were and then then things were turned over to his TA, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, you know, all TAs just teach the classes here. The professors, they just they have an office. Publisher parish, right? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Boom Boom, huh? I, I have a real nickname, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no no need to, like, muck it up with. Oh, sorry. Uh, addition. No, no, I'm oh, saying okay. <laughs> because you have a nickname, Boom Boom. But, I mean, it makes sense that you would bring it to the podcast. Right. I shouldn't be throwing Officer Jack Offersons in there it or might any get, other. Yeah, I mean, I don't want things to get confusing. Okay. The uh, San Francisco Giants uh, hitting coach is named Hensley, Hensley Mullins. Mm-hmm. He's from Curacao. Curacao? Cur- near, near Chicago? Curacao. <laughs> yeah, it's right by Evanston. Okay. Yeah, right next door to Evanston. And uh, he speaks six languages or something. Mm-hmm. I know he speaks Japanese, Curacaoian. <laughs> Maybe they speak Portuguese or something like that. Okay. Uh, uh, Dutch, Dutch is, was a Dutch colony, yep. uh, so he speaks Dutch, um, he speaks English, of course, Spanish. So anyway, uh, this guy's a real trip. He used to play for the Yankees in the olden days and uh, played Japanese and Korean professional baseball also. Uh, was recently knighted in the Netherlands. He is a knight wow, of the Netherlands. cool. How cool would it be if you were a professional baseball player and your batting coach, uh, whose nickname, by the way, Bam Bam, mm-hmm. uh, became Sir Bam Bam? That would be great. That would be tremendous. Hey, let's do some sponsors, huh? Yes. Uh, first of all, hey, how about this? Uh, Don't Take This the Wrong Way, a comedy TV pilot about three guys who will do anything besides going with the flow of heading into their 30s. Uh, this is an Indiegogo project from some folks who actually met in a sketch comedy class that Jordan taught. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked into this project. Uh, I have I have uh, led these fellows in a sketch comedy workshop. They're very funny guys, um, and I'm sure whatever they're working on is very funny. Yeah, the, I talked to them. I, I had a chat with them about mm-hmm. the show that they're working on. They're basically doing, uh, they're doing, they've had this, they've been working on the script for a long time. They've decided to put together, uh, they've basically decided to shoot it, which is, how it works these days sure. in Hollywood. You no longer can get a script made unless you happen to be Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Um, you just They just say, go shoot it. Right. Um, and so essentially they're at Indiegogo.com slash wrong way. You can check out the video they've made to promote this uh, project that they've got. It's sort of a cool sitcom about a group of friends who are entering their 30s. And their idea is for it to be um, sort of like men of a certain age only for people in their late 20s and early 30s. So if you saw that show, it was uh, sort of an actual, sincere, human, uh, but also very funny uh, look at what men are like. And I think it's nice to have a show that where men get to have actual feelings <laughs> and be human beings and also make jokes. Probably for, for they have a different Indiegogo startup page to get the rights to the Sublime song the wrong way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But that's um, like... Right, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars they're trying to raise. So for the that. first they're going to shoot it, and then they're going to work on getting all the appropriate music right. that they had envisioned. Yeah, um, so and you... they also want to get Scott Bakula involved, <laughs> like TBS is men of a certain age. You got to get Bakula. You got to get Bakula. You got to get Bakula. Um, anyway, you can check it out. You can check out their video. You can check out all the cool stuff they're doing at indiegogocom slash wrong way we're always happy when people from our listener community are working on really cool stuff 
Um, this really seems like a cool project. So you can check out their video and what they're up to at Indiegogo.com slash wrong way. Up on the Jumbotron this week, we've got something from Devin. Devin is moving from Washington State to the great city of San Francisco, California, one of my personal favorites. Let's be honest, my number one personal favorite. Uh, He says June 1st, he is moving from Seattle to San Francisco to finally get his butt back into school and pursue his dreams in the field of urban planning. Hmm. A nice field. Sure. Right? You can make a park, put a park here. Don't put a park there. You're going to need a market there. Mm. Sure. Right? It sounds like your uh, version of urban planning is a lot like SimCity. Right. Sounds like a game of SimCity. Yeah. You're going to want to get some bots. Game. You're going to want to watch out for alien attacks. Well, it's better than if my version of urban planning was based on Sim Ant. Right. And it's just <laughs> protect, the queen. protect the queen. Protect the queen. Anyway, uh, Devin is looking for roommates. Mm. Uh, he's thinking Mission, Noe Valley, Inner Richmond, Inner Sunset, but also open to other areas. Um, again, moving June 1st. Uh, super nice dude, Max Funster, responsible person. Uh, so it's easy, it's fun. Drop Devin a line, Devin Silvernail at hotmail.com. Devin Silvernail, as in silver the color, nail the, you know, thing you put in a wall at hotmail.com. Um, you know, talk to him. If you know someone who has a room available, if you have a room available, if you've got a lead, uh, he's moving June 1st, and uh, he's looking for a place to live. Hmm. I bet he's you, a nice guy. That's a fun one. If you have a box, by any chance. <laughs> yeah, if you nice got a box. weird box that looks like a scene from a Saw movie. Yeah. Um, guess what? Somebody just uh, somebody just tweeted at me today hmm. uh, with a picture. They said that they met on the Max Fun forums, and now they're in love. Oh, yeah. I, I also got a similar tweet. Wow, that's nice. Do you think it's some sort of like Nigeria scam? <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, one has to assume. Sure. Right? Can I can I share one more thing with you guys before? Oh, by the way, if you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go or any of our shows, email Teresa at maximumfun.org. And if you want to get up on the jumbotron, it's maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. And if you want to fall in love, tough luck. You're difficult. <laughs> I want to share uh, the uh, uh, eight disciplines of the warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, <laughs> is this fi- sponsored by the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, he's no- our new sponsor. <laughs> number one, physical. Yep. Number two, beliefs. Number three, moment of mastery. <laughs> number four, attitude. Number five, commitment. Number six, association. Okay. Number seven, integrity. And number eight, wisdom. Those are great. Those are some, yeah, I mean, those are all pretty universal, right? That's Just cool. remember, dreams are the movies that tell one's story. Some already told, some not yet written. Oh, that's the best. That's some fucking... I just dropped a warrior wisdom bomb on your asses. Fucking warrior wisdom. I'm asking for some... I I want people... I'm not that good with the Wayback Machine, so it's ultimatewarrior.com. Go into the Wayback Machine. I'm talking 2000, 2001, right in there, and dig some stuff out of that ultimatewarrior.com for us and share it on the (laughs) forum. Because there is some gold. There is some solid gold nuggets of amazing folk and distrucity. <laughs> Jesse, I, I didn't wear my wrestling costume here. I don't understand why you're sitting here with Ultimate Warrior face paint on. <laughs> like I was going to ask. <laughs> because I have folk and distrucity. That's your problem. Oh, okay. You have insufficient folk and distrucity. I'm also lacking association. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Number six, I think. Uh, you know what this is right now? 
my moment of mastery. Yes. Yeah. We'll be back. My, in- my problem was I think of dreams less as movies and more as plays. <laughs> so I can see how I was wrong there. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Colt Cabana, Kirby Puckett enthusiast. <laughs> Are you really? The man. I didn't know if we were going to get to baseball, but I had to let you know of my love for Kirby Puckett. That's good. That's great. More of a Tom Brunansky, man. <laughs> I'm not really. I prefer Kirby Puckett. I just figured, you know, as long as we were talking about guys from the... Minnesota Twins. There was Greg Gagne, who's the shortstop and a world-famous wrestler on AWA. Wait, Greg Gagne was a wrestler? Well, there was a wrestler named Greg Gagne. Greg Gagne. Ken Herbeck, though. He was a wrestler. (laughs) Yes. Ken Herbeck was a professional. The crusher, Ken Herbeck. Somebody at the—we had a a meetup in the Twin Cities Mm -hmm. in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, I believe it was— and this was a this thing was a tremendous success. We had I, we must have had forty or fifty people at this meetup, and uh, I, I my go to Twin Cities thing to see, you know because you have to have you have to have a something to pander with sure when you're in an unfamiliar city. They call it a cheap pop. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, in wrestling. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one when you go to Japan? Yeah, you do. Like a... if you're in Kyoto, you say something nasty about Osaka. <laughs> right. <laughs> Usually, I just bow and they can't believe I'm doing it. What? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I said something about Kent Herbeck, mm-hmm. and apparently not only does Kent Herbeck still live in the Twin Cities area, but he's super fat now, <laughs> and he does commercials for a sporting goods store, either a sporting goods store or a car dealership, where he sits in a boat in a parking lot. <laughs> That sounds good. Oh, YouTube, here I come. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty tremendous. Way to go, Kent Herbeck, former Minnesota Twins first baseman. I, I salute you, sir. I salute you. Um, okay, so uh, when something momentous happens to our listeners, we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN for our beloved segment, Momentous Occasions. We've got some telephone calls lined up and ready to go. Let's go to the tape. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, possible guests. This is Loie from Seattle. I just had a momentous occasion. As I was leaving my uh, shift at about 9.30 at night at a really fancy grocery store, I was walking through the parking lot to get to my car, and I saw two people having oral sex without any shame whatsoever, right in front, right in the very front row of the parking lot, bright light shining on them. It was, well, momentous, to say the least. Thank you. Bye. That's the kind of thing that you expect to see in the parking lot of a low-rent grocery store. Sure. But not in a nice, not in like a... I mean, I don't know if this was a Whole Foods or whatever the Seattle regional equivalent is. I don't know if they have Whole Foods up there. But, yeah, I mean... a nice Gelson's or... Sure. Yeah. I mean, mean, you don't even expect to see that kind of thing at Trader Joe's. No. Maybe a little finger blasting, but... I once uh, once had the Sklar Brothers on The Sound of Young America, and, uh, of course, the Sklar Brothers are good friends, two of the funniest guys around. You should watch, by the way, uh, their brand-new Discovery show, United Stats Mm -hmm. of America. Um, But the Sklar Brothers said something about there's these two grocery stores here in Los Angeles, one called Vaughn's, Mm -hmm. which is which is like the supermarketiest supermarket. It's like the average of all supermarkets across America. It's uh, affiliated with Safeway, which covers most of the West, Um, you know, sort of Rayleigh's like it's medium 
right. supermarket. Jewel Asco would be my equivalent. Probably. There you go. <laughs> and um, Piggly Wiggly. I'm from the South. Yeah. And so, um, and so, you know, it's it's a real solid, normal mm-hmm. supermarket. And then there's this other one called John's. And the exact same logo, basically. Yeah, and it's spelled the same too, J O N S. I mean, yeah. it's spelled the same with a J. And the J looks the as much like a V as a J can look. Yeah, and they said that it was like shopping at a market in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Um, which it is vaguely. I mean, to the extent that shopping at a supermarket can be. There's people yelling. And they has a great bit based on this idea, right? Mm-hmm. I had just been picked up on this station in uh, Illinois, actually. Uh, I shan't Welcome. say exactly mm-hmm. where. And uh, it was the first episode that uh, had ever been carried on the show. The station manager happened to be listening in his car as it aired. He heard that, decided that was racist, I guess, against Turks, <laughs> and <laughs> dropped the show immediately. Oh, no. Yeah. When I, when I was in England, uh, I would travel all over England, and the big thing over there is ripping off KFC. So there was Kansas fried chicken, and there was country <laughs> fried chicken, Funny. and everybody had the KFC logo, obviously not giving any money to, 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 the, to the colonel, right? Yeah, and the, <laughs> right. And the colonel needs the money. Yeah. Sure. Colonel's got gambling debts. Man, you know what my new career goal is? I think I'm going to abandon, because I just don't think it's realistic. My previous career goal, as regular Jordan Jesse Go listeners know, had been to be the first non-dramatic male heterosexual gay icon, Mm -hmm. Um, which I was really hopeful about, but I just don't see it happening. I mean, it just doesn't seem realistic. I'd have to do something far more amazing than I'm capable of doing, frankly. However, I have a new goal, just to become a Kentucky colonel. It turns out that you don't have to live in Kentucky. You don't have to be from Kentucky. You don't have to be in the military at all. Several people a year get made Kentucky a Kentucky colonel status. Is this like an yeah. honorary? Yeah. Do you have to do something like to benefit a, the state of it's Kentucky? Like, it's like getting an honorary degree. They give it oh, out. Oh, it's like, like a Doctor Bill Cosby situation. They give it out like fucking popcorn. Number one, Bill Cosby's degree is real. That's a myth that it's not real. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um, Why how... would someone try to defame Bill Cosby like that? I know. Anyway, I know he's only the him, greatest stand-up comedian credit, of all time. Give him credit for his degree if he got one. Yeah. Anyway, now that said, Fat Albert was his PhD dissertation. So oh, okay. It's sort of like a semi-real degree. It's a mostly real degree, but it's not honorary. Okay. Um, anyway, let's let's get back to this Kentucky Colonel thing, because sure. this is what's important. Also, in the parking lot, was it male on male, female on male, male on female, or female on female? Would like a follow-up call. Anyways, continue. Yeah. There's it, lots of ways to she did. She did say it was two, right? She said two people. She did. It, there was no gender attached to it. Oh, she, she said two people. Yes. So it could have been... I mean, I'm assuming it was... Two people and a dolphin, for example. <laughs> right. Yeah, there could have been more than one living being involved with this oral sex. The dolphins are mammals. They breathe normal air, just like you or I. Sure. I mean, you've got to keep them wet, but... Yeah. I mean, but if you're in a I mean, if the sex particularly is moist parking lot... <laughs> okay, next You can call. go into the fancy... Wait, wait, how do you become a Kentucky colonel? You do something distinguished. It's like becoming it's like becoming honorary it's, mayor of New York City. Oh, okay. But it has it's to be like getting the Kentucky? keys to the city of Kentucky. Huh. Do you have maybe you can enter a mint julep drinking contest? Ah, virgin mint juleps at Disneyland. How about that? Huh? Yeah, they have that. They've got that. Hey John, hey Jesse, this is Mike in DC. 
I'm here on the National Mall where I see a car parked with a license tag frame that says, I'd rather be at a Journey concert. Uh, thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Want to call it in. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. See, this guy knows about what is, a, what is and is not a momentous <laughs> occasion. He understands the basic principles. Number one, he knows to start by saying that he's on the National Mall. Sure. Almost anything that happens to you on the National Mall is a momentous occasion. Weird part is that I know that that was Joe Biden's car. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Biden has, I mean, we're talking about a weird collection of interests earlier. Right. Joe Biden's got that. (laughs) Right. What what do you do when you drive that car to the Journey concert? Oh. <laughs> that's yeah. really like a real you asshole, bar- don't you? You have to borrow your wife's car to go to you the have another, concert. You have another. You just you have in your trunk. She you has a new Beetle too. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little flower pot in it. Yeah. Jeez. I guess, or maybe just in your trunk. In you know, with your spare tire and with your you know emergency kit, you have. I'd rather be at the Smashing Pumpkins concert, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'd rather be at a Sticks concert, Sorry. but yes, Smashing Pumpkins is great. Uh, yeah, so I guess maybe you just switch it out. You know, you pull over before you get to the parking lot. You pull over at a gas station, switch them out. Like who, I, those... who I've wrestled for, by the way, Billy Corgan. Real? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes. Just Wait, to add you wrestled to for Billy Corgan. Yeah, he personally? runs a wrestling promotion. Was it a Jo type situation? Yes. <laughs> J slash O. Yeah, yeah, yeah me. slash. Uh, no, he runs Wait, a wrestling Billy promotion. Corgan runs a wrestling league? Yeah, yeah, why not, right? And also, what I mean, speaking of weird celebrities and how they're involved in wrestling, I heard that uh, for a while- He does there was have a, a wrestling-themed head. Yes. <laughs> for a while, there was a wrestling league run by Ted Turner that he started, from what I understand, to spite Vince yeah, McMahon yeah, yeah. because he was mad. Yeah, and people made bajillions of dollars off of him. And and I guess for a while, David Arquette was the champion oh, yeah. of that wrestling league. Why wouldn't he be? As David Arquette. Yes. Why wouldn't anyway. he be? Wow. Yeah. But when I wrestle for Billy Corrigan, I have the bumper sticker, uh, I'd rather be at a Smashing Pumpkins wrestling show. <laughs> Fuck this music. <laughs> Fuck this grunge. Right. Okay, we got we got one more momentous occasion. Let's hear it. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. This is Michelle in New York in the Hudson Valley. Um, I have a momentous occasion. I have been married for two years to my husband, uh, who's a little older. I'm in my 40s. He's a little bit older. And when we got married, based on previous life experiences, we decided that after two years of cementing our marriage bond, we wanted to have an open polyamorous relationship. And I'm happy to say that we recently celebrated two years. Our bond is really strong. And last night, we helped each other set up our profiles online to look for other partners. And we're very kitty about it. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow. Yowza. Yowza. I, I always, that's a, that's those, I mean, the fella in that relationship has to be, has to be so emotionally powerful because your, your wife is going to have so much more luck at that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is not. Colt, you were talking earlier about the Japanese guys trading chops. The mm-hmm. Japanese wrestlers go and chop for chop. <laughs> this is not a chop for chop situation. <laughs> like, I can't imagine a situation where your wife isn't going to have, like, a bazillion more fuck opportunities than you are. Fuck opportunities. Fuck opportunities. <laughs> like, yeah, like, not only, you know, is it easier for a woman to fuck, but, like, the women that would get in a relationship with a 
you know, a married man who has a polyamorous relationship. God, what a what a what a small pool that must be. Anyway, Wait, did you say a po- a polyamorous god? Uh, no, no, a polyamorous. <laughs> yes, that's my god. Is that but, yeah, my my god is like the traditional Christian god, but he has a kind of an open, wide collared shirt, <laughs> a gold chain, a lot of chest hair. <laughs> And he, he has a license plate frame that says, I'd rather be at a Styx concert. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, a polyamorous guy, I okay. think. Uh, so, yeah, but if uh, – yeah, gosh, that must be – I can't imagine – I mean, you know, a delightful idea in theory. I, I, I just can't imagine how that works. Well, I like they, that they're giddy about it. Me, I like no, that that's adjective. Adorable. That, that is adjective adorable. is a delightful adjective. Are they only going with partners or they can have – Oh, I don't know. See what yeah. I'm saying? It might be like... Right. Is it a... It is a... We're welcoming you into our boudoir. My only right. concern is that if we ask them, they'll tell us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not concerned. I would like to hear. I'm really? curious. Yeah. I'm worried that if we open the floodgates, it's just going to be polyamorous nerds calling us just... Oh, just... Our, we're gonna our our voicemail servers are gonna crash from polyamorous nerds calling us to tell tell us about their polyamory. Yeah. And Anyways, and when you think about business, like I think it's crazy that there's somebody making money off of you know, like they oh, signed up for a site probably forty nine yeah. ninety nine a month, and now there's this guy making money off of something that. Yeah, that's true for Where'd sure. Where'd you get I that know, price, I by the way? <laughs> that's you know what a website. So, look, costs I've done some market research. Forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. That's what NinaHartley.com costs. <laughs> right. That's what it costs to get into my dad's ceiling. <laughs> you need a special screwdriver, a very expensive <laughs> screwdriver. Um, what yeah, were you doing I, well, in the I ceiling? Bet, I bet if. I bet if. <laughs> hey, yes, let's get to I, that. I, was I gonna sniffed say, it out. I bet you there's a little box you can check on, like OkCupid or something, like a free website that says I'm a polyamorous fuck machine. Anyways, but yes, how did you get into the ceiling? <laughs> this is called being in the Hudson Valley School, by the way. Yeah, yeah. When you're nine and you hear there's porn in the house, you know you go. It's like double dare. You, wait, you know, wait, wait. Did your, did your dad... it's like searching for a small orange flag exactly. in a giant pie. Exactly. Did your dad like invite a bunch of? Did your dad just like invite a bunch of like adolescents over? And and like he was wondering like why my house and, was the sleepover house and like oh, sit, sure. s- sit back s- sit back in his Barca lounger and just and just get like a a, a megaphone and just go. There's porn in the house. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like when you have just a... go with an air horn. He would go it's... cold, cold, warmer. <laughs> Black chicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you have a birthday at like the community pool or something and the dad just takes a handful of change and tosses it in the pool and the kids just die for change for the whole party. Or like when you're when you have a birthday at the community pool and there's a dad and he's uh, takes a handful of porn and he just throws it in the pool. You got yeah, sure, you got to you got to get it out quick. Yeah, the ceiling, warped. In the ceiling of the community center. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. The community pool by my house uh, was constantly being shut down by gang violence. Mm. Had to go to a different community pool nearby. I feel like if someone had thrown change into the community pool, someone would have been shot over it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. With some sort of water gun. Hey. <laughs> that also shot bullets. Yes. They oh, were I was, retrofitting oh, I was, water I was, guns. I was I I didn't I forgot in that instance that water gun was a thing. Like I for, I was thinking of a gun that shot underwater, but a, <laughs> a gun that shoots water. Super soakers, right? We're amazing. Like water, yeah, right. Are those still around? I think so. I think that super soaker is probably the, still the predominant water gun. 
but I think like the technology, there's different variations. I feel of super. Remember, there's like three barrels of super yeah. super soaking. So it got really too complex. Well, now it just now the it's it looks like a super soaker, but it just shoots cyberbullying text messages <laughs> because that's how kids. I think it's like processor technology. Like there was one point where the number was going up, and that meant that it was more powerful. Sure, but at some point it branched off into a combination of numbers and words that it's impossible for a layman to parse, and you just have to ask the clerk which one's faster. Mm-hmm. Right. And you buy whatever, don't you? Yeah, you just buy whatever. It's going to be good enough. It's going to soak sure. and or run itself. Well, I mean, I, if I remember my 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 experience with the Super Soaker uh, line of products, um, it was easy to know, pee in. Yeah, they had the you know yes, they had the super they had the, the Super Soaker twenty, the Super Soaker fifty, the one hundred, so on, so on, so on, and kind of yeah, the idea was that you know the higher the number went, the more expensive, the more soaking you would get. But as they got bigger, they got flimsier. And so the ah. – if you know, when you were getting into the 100s, the 200s, those would break immediately. Your Super Soaker 50, good, sturdy Super Soaker. Right. Reasonably priced. Good. And, and you know, and a plenty of soaking power. So it's good for soaking and pistol whipping. Yeah, exactly. If you need As to, necessary. If you needed to turn it around and hit someone with the butt of a gun. If a fucking Sureño comes in to the pool. Sure, and is diving for your change. If somebody's wearing a fucking cowboy's jersey Ugh. at the pool. Starter jacket. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Colt, boom, boom, cabana. Colt Cabana, it's been a joy to have you on this program. It's a real delight. Ah, I love being in your box, guys. Really <laughs> this is really, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, surprises as far as the box. Mm-hmm. Um, gets a lot warmer than you'd expect. It's pretty hot. Yeah, we are, we've all gradually become nude. <laughs> Smells very strongly. We are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're wondering, that was optional, but we did decide to go ahead and wear the mask. Sure, uh, smells very strongly of foam in here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that foam had a strong smell, but it definitely smells yes. like foam in here. <laughs> it could be also the fake tanner that I'm wearing for wrestling. Also, the foam that you're wearing. <laughs> yes, you're wearing a... my foam onesie that I wear to the ring. <laughs> you're trying to make weight, right? right? You're trying to. You need to cut some weight so you can go wrestle in a lower class. Now, did you guys ever think you'd have a professional wrestler on on JJ Go? Yeah, I mean, that was always our goal. We've been oh. trying to get Jake the Snake Roberts for, but, you know, his schedule is so weird. It's all over the place. I've been trying to get Andre the Giant, but I just don't have the technology. <laughs> you know, the man's dead. He's sure. been dead for years. You don't have necromancing technology. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a necromancer's orb. Well, the problem we... is I built the machine, but the right lightning bolt hasn't come mm, along yeah, yet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we could get the necro butcher. Is that a wrestler? Oh, he's a wrestler. Oh, Maybe he seen great. in the movie The Wrestler. Oh, terrific! Yes. Oh. And that's a, so. There were some actual wrestlers in yeah. that movie. Remember right? when Mickey Rourke was getting staple gunned by that one crazy dude? Yes, that was the Necro Butcher. How a good friend that? of mine has oh. been on my podcast and graduated high school at fifteen and is a member of Mensa. 
This is great. People is don't so know great. stuff about wrestlers. The Necro Butcher. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that about the Necro Butcher. Well, you could also say all of those things about Todd Barry, and he was in the he was in the wrestler too. Sure. I wonder if they had any conversations on set. <laughs> <laughs> They're like primary. The, I mean, Todd Barry has been on, was on The Sound of Young America a couple of times and one of the most brilliant comedians ever. The primary real-life conversation I've ever had with Todd uh, was once when I drove him home from a party at San Francisco Sketch Fest. Uh, it was like a 20-minute or so drive. Uh, I was driving at the time a 65 Dodge Dart. And he uh, he mercilessly mocked and complained about my car the entire way. <laughs> 20 continuous minutes. It was like the Jesse's car roast, only I think it was real. I think he actually didn't want to be in my car. Like, he agreed to be in my car when he thought it had a shoulder belt. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just 20 minutes of Todd Barry. Why, are you, why am I in this death trap, Thorne? Why am I in this horrible car? Where's the shoulder belt? Does this thing even have brakes? What is this nightmare machine? Like for 20 continuous minutes. Why does your bumper sticker say I'd rather be at a Journey concert? <laughs> nah. Well, it is it's it's been an absolute it's been an absolute delight. Uh you're certainly the funniest professional wrestler I've ever Yay. met. Yay. <laughs> With Ultimate Warrior a close second. <laughs> well, I've never, For other reasons. I've never met the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Uh, if I did meet him Understand- it would be close. Yeah. Understandably. I mean it would be a close fucking call. Yeah. Is all I have to say. But it's been a joy. Uh Cole's Cole's podcast is called The Art of Wrestling. He's got in- interviews with wrestlers, talk about wrestling, uh globe trotting wrestling chat. Yeah, we keep it light though. It is meant to be also comedic and fun as my career and uh my life. I, I-, I live a stress free life. <laughs> uh I-, I don't ever wear a suit to anything. Unlike yourself, Jesse, uh-huh. who's so well dressed, and uh, so we keep it light and we talk about wrestling and our lives' journeys and how we get there. And I think everyone has a crazy story, and, and you know, people see these guys on television. I mean, professional wrestlers more so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they have an actual story, but then they have a backstory. Right, yes, not they... just our crazy storylines. Right. <laughs> Some of them have novels written about <laughs> yeah. their backstory as uh, ghosts in the old west. Yes. And uh, and and I do thank you as a pioneer of of the medium and podcasting. Oh, that's very kind and of you. It's, it's really changed my life and my career for the best. And uh, you know, I, I I was listening, you know, to your guys' show and Sonny Young America, now Bullseye, and uh, I love podcasting. I love it so much. Uh, I listen to so many shows each week. I travel all over the world, and I'm constantly traveling and on airplanes. And I, I've given up music for good. You know? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and uh, I'm on the podcast train. And uh, well, Colt, is, yeah. Colt also Colt, Colt, Colt was on uh, the Sound of Young America when we were in Chicago about a year ago, and uh, he was promoting this documentary that he made called The Wrestling Road Diaries. Correct? Am I not am I remembering that correctly? Correct. We filmed and, the second one also. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. And I I've not seen the second one, but I did watch the first one, and I really enjoyed it, even as a non wrestling fan. Um, seeing what life was, it was sort of like a slice of life road documentary about these guys on the independent wrestling circuit. Uh, uh, Colt and Colt and some friends of his that he's worked with for a long time, all in sort of different places in their careers, uh, different types of wrestlers, different s- approaches to their uh, both in, inside and out of the ring. You know, traveling together, and I I really found it fascinating, and uh, really recommend it. Whether or not you like wrestling, I thought it was a really lovely little movie. Thank you. You know what's fun now is the other guy. Uh, his name was Brian Danielson. 
Daniel Bryan is now the uh, was the WWE champion of the world. Wow! So within that distance, he had we were doing our journeys on the independent life. Mm. He got signed by WWE. He had started low, and he had, he has become a, a huge megastar in the world of wrestling. Wow, that yeah. is fantastic! Yeah. And also, the movie itself was was basically based off of uh, the comedians of comedy. Really, it was inspired hmm. by that. So I know, obviously, the the comedy fans out here, you know, I, I saw a real parallel to the to our lives, and we wanted to show this people the same lifestyle that we have. Hmm. Is you know. Uh, Nobody will know us at the the supermarket, your Vons or your Johns, sure. you know. But uh, you know, in this small little arenas, you know, we're sensations to a group of two to three hundred people. Uh, yeah. Well, Colt, it's been a joy to have you on the program. Colt's on Twitter at Colt Cabana, and you can uh, find his podcast in your iTunes, uh, The Art of Wrestling. Um, special thanks to uh, our intern Joe for uh, 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 waving. No, no, that's that's Justin, the intern oh, okay. that was waving. Joe's the intern who screened our calls. Gotcha. Thanks to Justin, the intern, for waving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nick for running our calls when we had calls. Special thanks to the, Simone, to the nice Simone guy, Robert, yeah. who sold us this uh, enclosure. Jesse, may I plug a live date? Yeah, of course. Uh, this Friday, if you're in the Southern California area, I'm going to be at uh, Meltdown Comics. Uh, this Friday at 9 p.m., I'm going to be doing the uh, the live indoor kids show. Uh, we got a Camille Nanjiani. Sure. We got an Emily V. Gordon. Oh, she's tremendous. You got a Jonah Ray. Absolutely. And myself. So oh. it's going to be fun. We're going to chat about video games. Uh, yeah, those are always really, really great shows. So, uh, yeah, Meltdown Comics, 9 p.m. on Friday. And thanks to all the folks who came out to the This American Life meetups in Los Angeles. Yes. We had several dozen people there mm-hmm. hanging out, watching the show with us, eating wings with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a blast. And all across the country who uh, went to their own meetups. It was a great show. I did not even realize that uh, there were several friends of uh, Jordan Jesse Go and Maximum Fun in the This American Life show, including Tig Notaro. Absolutely. So it was really a blast. Thanks to everybody. Uh, we'll see you online at MaximumFun.org. And uh, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN. Email us, jjgo at MaximumFun.org. Our theme music, Love You, by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> 